Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact me directly here on The Secret Teachings, email tstradio at protonmail.com or our old email rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and anywhere you listen to radio shows or podcasts, just search the name of the show, and you should be able to find us to listen and to stream every episode, including last night's Super Bowl show, our annual ritualistic Super Bowl show that we do on Super Bowl Monday. This year, Super Bowl 57, The Cleansing. It's in the archives. You can find those archives on our website as well, or just subscribe to the ad-free show. You get access to the ad-free archive, montages, and my digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info. We talked about the I Ching last night, hexagram 23, also hexagram 4, and one of the eight trigrams, all of them symbolizing the collapsing of the walls of reality, symbolizing the hall of mirrors, that is our perception of the world. Hexagram 4 is a symbol of the child, and a symbol of revelation, a symbol of the unveiling. Hexagram 23 is, as you might remember, the cleansing, the purifying. It all has this very apocalyptic, Armageddon-like, eschaton-like feel to it. And these were the symbols that we saw with the suspended mirrors at the halftime performance of Super Bowl 57 with Rihanna. Now, it seems that the gates or the walls or both of reality are collapsing or maybe they're merging with other realities. It has a very Dr. Strange-like feel to it. The reason I think this is because we have a series of stories tonight that I think are really going to blow your mind and stretch the imagination These are things that I just don't really know what to think about them anymore. They're beyond synchronicity. They're beyond synchro mysticism. For example, not only did we do our Super Bowl show last night, but we also did a Super Bowl show with Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero, another annual ritualistic show that we do together. And we talked for a few minutes about UFOs and UFOs that have been shot down in the last week or so. Not just the Chinese spy balloon, but actual UFOs that we haven't blamed on another country. We haven't said they're Chinese. We haven't blamed them on the Russians, although the first one was shot down very close to Russia. We also are not calling them UAPs. We're calling them unidentified objects or UFOs again, which I find very strange. But perhaps the most strange and most bizarre thing is last night we talked about briefly a cargo train that derailed in a small town in Ohio back in early February, about two weeks ago, about 10 days ago. February 4th, a cargo train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. The train was transporting chemicals, very highly combustible chemicals. Those chemicals spilled from the cars that were carrying them when the train derailed. A huge fire resulted from the crash, and officials feared that the chemicals might cause an explosion, which prompted thousands of local residents to evacuate the area. Now, what is tragic about that story is not only 
small town having to evacuate because of potential explosions and this train derailment. What is tragic is that it seems to be that when we make, as a society, movies or TV shows, when we use the ink of the pen to cast a spell, to create a spellbinding theme or narrative or series of images, uh, to tell a story on the silver screen, to conjure up that storm, it seems like whatever we conjure up is coming to life. It's manifesting. The reason I think that, the reason I can say that is, back in 2022, Netflix released a movie called White Noise. The movie White Noise was about a train carrying toxic chemicals that gets into an accident and is derailed, unleashing fumes that create what they called an airborne toxic event in the movie. That chemical spill requires everybody in the movie to evacuate, or citizens in the movie to evacuate the area and seek shelter from the crash, far away from the crash. Perhaps the weirdest thing about this piece of art mimicking reality as if it's predictive programming of something to happen in the future. The movie came out in 2022. The real-life version of this just happened less than two weeks ago. But this idea of life imitating art or vice versa comes to the surface when you consider the fact that the same town used for filming the location of white noise and the on-screen crash was the very town that this train in real life derailed uh, and spilled these chemicals in just 10 days ago. You know, that is really mind-blowing. In other words, and in simple terms, a movie comes out about a train derailing with toxic chemicals and people having to evacuate. They filmed the train derailment for that movie in this small town in Ohio, East Palestine, where on February 4th of this year, less than a year later, a train actually derails in the town where they filmed a train derailing. This train wasn't just a train carrying something random. It was carrying chemicals just like in the movie. And those chemicals were so toxic and they were afraid of explosions and more fires. So just like in the movie, they evacuated the town. Life imitates art. Train derailment in Ohio is in the same town where White Noise train crash was filmed. Some might also remember the United Airlines engine that fell onto a neighborhood in Colorado back in February of 2021. Almost two years to the date now. February 20th, 2021. Which just so happened to be almost 20 years to the date of the release of a cult classic movie where an engine falls off of a plane and lands in the bedroom of a boy. That movie, January 19th, 2001, it came out. You know it as Donnie Darko. United Airlines engine fell off of a plane into a neighborhood in February of 2021. And almost 20 years before that, almost 20 years to the day before that, the release of Donnie Darko with that famous scene, the engine comes and crashes into the bedroom which even if you've never seen Donnie Darko, you know the rabbit and you also know the plane engine probably because of all the memes. I mean, that's weird, isn't it? 
not just the movie White Noise, a train crashing, spilling chemicals, forcing evacuations of the residents of the town. And then where they actually filmed the movie, it actually happens. It actually happens. And not just a train that could have been carrying animals. Not just a train that could have been carrying, I don't know, uh, you know, kitchen utensils. It could have been carrying anything, but it was carrying toxic chemicals just like the movie. And this plane loses its engine over a neighborhood in Colorado, or it falls on a neighborhood in Colorado. It lands at the Denver airport. And it's just so bizarre that that happened in real life in February like almost 20 years to the day that the movie Donnie Darko came out where the same exact thing happens in that movie. That is really, really strange, isn't it? It's really bizarre. The movie White Noise came out August 31st, 2022. So it's less than a year later. The the real-life version of that movie happens in East Palestine, Ohio, where they filmed the crash for the movie. Then there's also Independence Day. I'm not sure if you've ever thought about Independence Day, but we've talked about it here on The Secret Teachings before. It's my all-time favorite movie, I think, beside Christmas Vacation. I grew up watching Independence Day on a VHS. I burned it out. I was a big fan of Independence Day. Independence Day, released July 3rd, 1996. This was the first real blockbuster movie where we saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong about this, but this is the first big blockbuster movie where we saw a spaceship which was the size of a city and we saw that ship park over a city, in fact, several cities like chess pieces on a chessboard preparing for the countdown to attack. July 3rd, 1996. And it was only a few months later Because Independence Day, just like Donnie Darko, just like White Noise, seemed to predict the future. It was just a few months later, March 13th, 1997, that a city-sized UFO seemed to have manifested over the American Southwest, particularly the area of Phoenix. This is known as the Phoenix Lights. As most of you know, March 13th, 1997, However, these lights were witnessed and photographed by Dr. Lin Kitai many, many, many days. In fact, I think weeks before the big event that most of us note in the ufology history books. So what does that mean? Anybody have any thoughts on that? What does that mean? What could any of this mean? I mean, this is, I mean, I'm sure you can find a lot more but these are just a couple that come to my mind. White noise is the most recent. We go back a couple years to the United Airlines flight where the engine falls off, just like Donnie Darko, almost on the anniversary of the movie coming out. Independence Day comes out, and then just a few months later, the first big city-sized UFO event. Some people thought it was kind of circular. It's actually more of a boomerang. But this thing was tracked over multiple states. But I've got another one for you. This one might be even creepier. With UFOs being shot down over Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron, and another detected in Montana, but they they uh, did not shoot that one down. They scrambled fighter jets. They had seen it on radar, reportedly, and we're going to talk about this through tonight's broadcast. 
but they had seen it on radar. They, you know, NORAD issued uh, the FAA issued a no fly zone over Montana, most of Montana, if not all of Montana, which is a pretty desolate place. If you've ever been to Montana, there's not much there. That's where the Chinese balloon was first seen officially in the United States, although it was over Canada before they could have shot it down there. You know, I mean, I, they, they probably would have shot down this UFO if they'd have seen it, too. They shot it down over uh, over one of the Great Lakes. They shot one down off the coast of Alaska. That was off the coast. I mean, Canada's pretty desolate. So people say, well, that's probably why they shot it down. There's not many people there. They, they could have done that to the balloon in Montana, but that's it's not really the point. Uh, the point is. It was seen over Montana. They scrambled jets and they could not find this object. So they didn't shoot that one down. But there was one seen over Montana. And here's the weird thing about these UFOs. You know, some are shot down, some were seen, some weren't shot down. The ones up in Canada and Alaska were described as being cylindrical and silver. We have some of the news reports coming up for you here on the show and also I have a new montage tonight which kind of puts all of the best clips together one of the one of the um, cases of these UFOs the one that was shot out of the Great Lakes the object was described not as a balloon not as a you know a, a flying saucer but it was described more like a piece of geometry it was described as an octagon an eight-sided figure, an eight-sided thing. That's really weird. And if that's not weird to you, take into consideration the fact that officially the object shot down over Alaska, off the coast of Alaska and in Canada, were described as cylindrical and silver, and that they interfered. These weren't just pieces of paper floating in the wind. They interfered with the electronics of the jets, of the planes that were, were engaging with them. That's something that you hear either about the Bermuda Triangle or the, the, the Devil's Triangle, Dragon's Triangle, or it's something you hear about, or if you've ever read Timothy Good, for example, all the documented cases of Air Force pilots, and not just in the U.S., but any kind of Air Force around the world interacting with UFOs, whether they've been sent to investigate something or they're just flying on a routine mission or whatever the case is, and they interact with one of these craft and it deactivates their their guns, their missiles, it deactivates pretty much every part of the plane. They're just flying blind or the plane's just there. It's being pulled by the UFO. Uh, whatever the case is, this is a classic UFO encounter. And these objects in Alaska and Canada were described as having no visible propulsion system. They didn't know how they were staying in the air. And they interfered with some of the electronics of the, of the aircraft. They were actually described more like airships. Kind of like, you know, blimps or like a, you know, like a, a giant Zeppelin or something. And that's... Bizarre for a lot of reasons. I mean, it makes us think of these different uh, ideas about what a UFO could be. A UFO is, we think, you know, nuts and bolts mechanical, but a UFO could also be something, something more natural. Perhaps a UFO is an organic life form. For example, in 1978, 
Researchers from the USDA published a report called Insects as Unidentified Flying Objects. In the report, Philip S. Callahan and R.W. Mankin, a laboratory technologist from the University of Florida, conducted an experiment on five species of insects with a large electric field. The experiment found, quote, each of the insects stimulated in this manner emitted visible glows of various colors and black light. They then postulated that the 1965-1968 UFO display in Utah, which is what they were investigating, was a result of nocturnal insects that had infested the area. You may remember that idea being discussed in The X-Files, Season 3, Episode 12. The Utah UFO display. You can read a biologist report published by Frank B. Salisbury, a plant physiologist and director of the Plant Science Department at the State University of Utah, 1974. It was later the USDA did that investigation. And what this tells us is that the classic story of glowing, hovering, humming craft over a house or car might in some cases be nothing more than the brush discharge of an insect swarm in an electric field, which emits a hum alongside of the insect buzzing. As they hover over the lit sources of their attraction, the electric fields may disturb radio and television signals and electricity in general. The electric field can likewise make you feel woozy, achy, or even pass out. Electrical discharges, electrical fields can also cause things like influenza or symptoms of influenza, which is the influence of the stars, influenza of the stars. When UFOs drop off radar, they may simply have flown under the radar, dispersed or flown out of the electric field. Now, that's just an idea. I'm not saying these UFOs were insects. But the reason I bring that up is because if you've seen the Jordan Peele movie, Nope, this is pretty much what is being discussed in that movie. This is the idea of the movie, Nope. Now, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but let's just say the UFO is not mechanical. It's not nuts and bolts. It's more alive. And if you go to the internet, if you haven't seen the movie, and just type in Nope, N-O-P-E, Jordan Peele, and type in UFO. Or you can type in, uh, you know, uh, advertisement or uh, the, the movie poster. And that movie poster will show you that the UFO, which is hiding in a cloud in the movie and in the poster and the promotions, throughout the movie, because of what it's drawing up into its body, it has this string of flags hanging off of it. So it looks like you know a UFO, almost like a stingray, or it's hiding in the cloud, but either way, it has this string hanging off of it. And you want to hear something really, really weird? With all the UFOs shot down in Dead Horse, Alaska, Yukon, Canada, over Lake Huron, and another detected in Montana, we're learning that at least one of them, one of them, and this is official reporting from the U.S. military, one of them had, quote, strings hanging off of it. Just like Jordan Peele's monster alien UFO in the movie Nope. So there's four really good examples. The United Airlines engine that fell into a neighborhood in Colorado in February 2021, almost 20 years to the date, to the day of the Donnie Darko movie coming out. Independence Day, July 1996, this big city-sized UFO. And then just a few months later, the Phoenix Lights, March 13th, 1997. 
And then more recently, the movie White Noise, which came out last year, August, about a train carrying toxic chemicals derailing in a small town and everybody having to evacuate, was actually brought to life when on February 4th, 2023, a few weeks ago, a train carrying toxic chemicals, chemicals derailed in the same town used for filming the train crash in the movie. And now these UFOs being spotted, described as like an octagon or described as a cylinder, described as classical UFOs interfering with electronics of planes, intentionally evading radar, etc. One of the missiles they actually fired at the one over Lake Huron, one of the missiles missed and landed in the water. How does just a, a balloon or a piece of paper in the sky do that? How does it intentionally hide from radar? How does it intentionally scramble the electronics of a, of a, of a, of a, um, uh, of a fighter jet? And now we know that one of those objects had strings or paper strings or something like that. The official report is, quote, strings hanging off of it, just like Jordan Peele's movie Nope. Now, his movie was released in July of 2022, and it wasn't a whole year before the Lake Huron UFO was taken down. That's the one with strings hanging off of it on February 11th of this year, 2023. So this all has to mean something. Kind of reminds us of Kenneth Arnold and his UFO sightings. Before Kenneth Arnold, when he said they skipped across water like a saucer, and a newspaper picked that statement up and said it was a flying saucer until Kenneth Arnold, most people, largely the military, were not seeing flying saucers or flying disks. There were certainly some reports of them. Going back to the early 40s, most people were reporting, most people were seeing things like cylindrical, cigar-shaped craft, ghost rockets, foo fighters, little balls of light. There definitely are reports of flying disks, but when that became the term and the phrase that really exploded in popular culture in the media, what did people start to see everywhere? We started to see flying saucers everywhere. And then we get all the, the B-movies and the Hollywood interpretation. It's almost like we're manifesting these things, whether it's a movie about a train derailment that they film in a town where a few months later they actually have a train derailment of toxic chemicals and have to evacuate or it's a plane losing its engine almost on the date of the release of Donnie Darko, Independence Day, and then a few months later, it's the Phoenix Lights, UFOs with strings hanging off of them just a few months after the, not even a full year, a few months after Jordan Peele's movie Nope comes out with this kind of organic-like UFO that has the strings or the, the, the rope with the, the flags, little banners hanging off of it. This all has to mean something. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to try to figure out what it means tonight on The Secret Teachings. We're also going to go very heavily into a lot of detail about these UFO sightings and the engaging of these UFOs by the U.S. military. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere.
It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need it! Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. It's An unidentified object has been spotted over the skies. A Pentagon report is detailing a dramatic increase in UFO sightings. Many of them are explained as being drones, birds, or weather events, but about half of them remain unexplained. Puzzle in the sky that a lot of people say is still unsolved. The 25th anniversary of the Phoenix Lights, a formation of lights spotted in the night sky by thousands of people here in Arizona and then throughout the Southwest. The U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. This morning, the search is on for the wreckage of an unidentified object the U.S. military shot out of the sky above Alaska. Pentagon and White House officials admitting the order to shoot it down came before they knew much about it, like where it was from or what it was capable of. We do not know who owns it, whether it's state-owned or corporate-owned or privately-owned. We just don't know. One senior official describing it as cylindrical and silverish-gray. Another object spotted by NORAD over Canada. And tonight, uh, NORAD has confirmed that a temporary flight restriction was put in place over Montana tonight after radar detected some sort of anomaly. The U.S. military 
shot down another unidentified object, this time over Lake Huron. It's the fourth one to have been downed after entering North American airspace in just the past two weeks. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. An alien threat from outside of this world, or perhaps an alien threat from this world. All of this has to mean something. It's really bizarre, really strange, really eerie. You know, Kenneth Arnold back in June of 1947, June 24th, witnessed several aircraft near Mount Rainier, and he saw these craft flying at a very, very fast pace, a very fast speed, going faster than anything that he knew of, anything that the military had at the time. He later told a newspaper in Oregon that what he saw, these little disc-like things, he said they were like saucers, If you skip them across the water, this is a quote from what Kenneth Arnold said, like a saucer would if you skipped it across the water. That's how he described them flying. So the popular culture and the media took that statement and really ran with it. And they started referring to every unidentified object as being a flying saucer. Kenneth Arnold was later asked to investigate another UFO incident He was originally looking for a downed plane when he saw those UFOs, those flying saucers. But a few days before his incident, his witnessing of these craft, on June 21st, 1947, there was the Murray Island incident where this object exploded in Washington State, and he was asked to investigate that. Both of these cases, Murray Island and Kenneth Arnold's flying saucers, took place weeks before the early July 1947 Roswell incident or incidences, there were multiple crashes of which it was famously reported that the Army Air Force, quote, captures flying saucer. Now, before Kenneth Arnold, most UFO reports were of ghost rockets, Foo Fighters and cigar shaped craft by both military and civilian personnel. Just weeks after his sighting, however, a flying saucer supposedly crashed in Roswell as part of a series of of other crashes. This became the preferred method of flight, apparently, for our alien friends. But Roswell debris were, by the military, called a weather balloon. Maybe to take attention away from UFOs, to see how the public would react to hearing about a flying saucer crash and then changing the story. Maybe it was about psychology. Maybe it was true. Maybe it was a weather balloon. Probably not, but maybe it was. And now, 75 years later, a spy balloon being shot down off the coast of South Carolina has sparked new intense interest in the sky, which has resulted in numerous UFOs being shot down. Alaska, Canada, the Great Lakes, and an attempted shoot down in Montana. Some have also pointed out that these UFOs are described in a sort of similar way to the Tic Tac objects. In other words... Although flying saucers or flying disks were certainly a thing before Kenneth Arnold, they were reported probably less than all the cigar-shaped, cylindrical-shaped objects that were seen by the military, by pilots, and even by civilians. In a few years, 
after some of these initial reports toward the end of World War II, during and at the end of World War II, the ghost rockets, the Foo Fighters, and things like that. Then you have these incidences in Washington. You have the Kenneth Arnold stories. You have Murray Island, Kenneth Arnold. And then you have the flying saucers. And then this just captures the imagination of the public. And everybody starts seeing flying saucers. And it's almost as if we're manifesting these things. It's almost as if we're bringing them into existence with what we imagine, what we believe. We're literally creating our own reality, if you will. Now, in 1943, because we want to be objective and we want to be thorough about this, in 1943 in Europe, a group of U.S. Air Force bombers, the 348th Group Bombers, reported a cluster of disks during a raid on Schweinfurt, Germany. According to the intelligence, uh, intelligence report on the mission, this is a quote, and I have a copy of this if you'd like to see it. It's in my book, The Technological Elixir. Discs were described as silver-colored, one inch thick and three inches in diameter. They were gliding slowly down in a very uniform cluster. AC-026 was unable, that's the, the, the big plane, was unable to avoid them, and his right wing went directly through a cluster with absolutely no effect on engines or plane surface. One of the discs was heard striking tail assembly, but no explosion was observed. The way that those are described are very similar to the battle or the raid, as it's referred to, of Los Angeles. In February of 1942, between 2 and 4 a.m., an object was seen and reported on by both military and the public over Southern California, specifically over Los Angeles, although it did move up and down the coast and over the state of California. Thousands of rounds were fired at it. No damage done to the UFO. They had this thing in their searchlights. And all that artillery came back down, killing some people, injuring people, and causing a lot of damage. So discs were definitely seen, were definitely reported, at the very least in Europe in 1943, the way that those discs moved and interacted were similar to the 1942 raid or Battle of Los Angeles, that object that was tracked like the Phoenix Lights over probably uh, hundreds of miles. Uh, there might have even been more than one of them in Southern California that early, early morning, late night incident back in February of that year. So you have objects that are almost see-through. Uh, objects that are able to evade radar, able to evade artillery, or it just passes right through them, almost ethereal. But then you'll, you also have objects that are not so ethereal, objects that crash, objects that are shot down. It's almost as if, because of you know the fear of the Japanese or even the Germans invading the west coast of the United States, perhaps this is what people were afraid of. Because, you know, th this was just basically weeks after the 1941, December 7th, 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor. And just hours, literally just hours before these objects were seen over Los Angeles, over Southern California. A lot of people don't know this, but this is official history. A Japanese submarine had surfaced near Santa Barbara and launched dozens of artillery shells at an oil refinery and an oil field. No casualties, minor damage, 
couple hundred dollars in damage or something like that. It was the only attack on the mainland United States during World War II, the Japanese submarine attack. And it happened just hours before this object was seen or objects were seen over Southern California. That's really strange. Maybe people were paranoid. People were nervous. They were worried. Maybe they manifested these things is is the point. And what they saw might have manifested in a similar way to what we could imagine would be the stress of warfare. Uh, The 348th Group bombers of the U.S. Army Air Force in May of 1943 seeing these disc objects and they passed right through them, made contact, but no explosion, no damage done to the plane. A lot of Foo Fighters, right? The little glowing balls. A lot of ghost rockets, cylindrical-like things were seen during World War II. You know, new aircraft, plus during times of war, just like in Ukraine, people see all kinds of things. It's not just paranoia. It's misidentifying planes, misidentifying missiles, rockets. All sorts of things could be, could be possible and are possible. But it's the idea of manifesting. It's Kenneth Arnold saying, I saw flying saucers or saucers that looked like they were skipping across water. Oh, he saw flying saucers, and then that's what everybody sees. Even a couple weeks later, the military says, yeah, we, we, we got a flying saucer here in Roswell. And then, no, it's actually a weather balloon. And then 75 years later, over 75 years later, a spy balloon is shot down. So we go from cylindrical objects, cigar-shaped objects, flying saucers, UFOs. It's actually a balloon, they tell us. And then 75 years of jokes and mockery and Hollywood entertainment And then a balloon is shot down, and then suddenly we're back to not only calling them UFOs and not calling them UAPs, but acknowledging that the military doesn't know what this is, doesn't have a clue. These objects in Alaska and Canada, and we could assume, we don't know the details of the Great Lakes or in Montana because they didn't engage the one in Montana, that these objects, at least a a couple of them, interfered with the electronics of the planes. They were able to stay in the air with no discernible propulsion system. And these objects seemed to have a cylindrical silver type look to them. So it's, it's bringing us around full circle. That's what used to be reported. Then it was flying saucers and UFOs. Then they blamed it on a weather balloon Then it's 75 years of jokes and mockery and laughter and people making fun of you. And then the military says, oh, yeah, these things are actually real. We don't know what all of them are. Call them UAPs. Then there's a balloon, like a weather balloon. It's a spy balloon. Then there's a balloon. And then suddenly our attention gets taken back, not to UAPs, but to UFOs and back to what they were originally uh, described as in the early 40s. And that is cylindrical cigar shaped objects. And they have popped up near military installations, oil fields, Air Force bases, the one up in Alaska, of course, over Montana. You know, it actually reminds me of the Terminator. This is Montana Civil Defense. Uh, Is anybody out there? And, you know, the end of the world and they're in the fallout shelter for the president, the VIP shelter. You know, Montana, they keep a lot of military stuff up there, just like in Nevada. It's no wonder that Chinese spy balloon was first spotted over Montana. Although it was over Canada before that. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Wednesday, February 1st. Here's a timeline of events. 
A Chinese balloon is spotted above Montana. This was identified as a balloon. It wasn't a UFO. It was photographed. It was videoed. People saw this thing. And the military tracked it and then eventually shot it down. They could have shot it down in Montana. There's not much at all in Montana. You could have easily shot this thing down. They chose not to. So maybe that's why they're shooting all these other things down. Maybe this happens all the time. And they're just trying to make the president or the White House, the military look good. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe these are our own things that we're shooting down to make us and the Canadians look like we're on top of things. We're defending the country against the Chinese who we're working with. Three days later, February 4th, that Chinese balloon is shot down off the coast of South Carolina after having drifted and photographed and videoed or whatever it did, anything it wanted across the whole of the country. Then, on February 9th, Thursday, a UFO is detected off the coast of northern Alaska. The next day, the UFO is shot down over Dead Horse, Alaska. So they tracked this thing overnight. They didn't see it and then send the jets up and shoot it down immediately. They tracked this thing and then shot it down. The very next day, on the 11th, a second UFO was shot down over Yukon, Canada. And the FAA on Saturday the 11th, this was just this weekend, this last weekend, the FAA shut down airspace over Montana, citing another possible UFO. NORAD claimed it was a radar anomaly. And then on Sunday, a third UFO was detected over the Great Lakes and shot down airspace over Lake Michigan. I even heard parts of Michigan But at the very least, over Lake Michigan, airspace was shut down. And then they shoot this object down. Now, the objects over Canada and over Alaska that were tracked and shot down were described as cylindrical and silver. Pilots had different descriptions of them, but no discernible propulsion system, which is a really eerie thing to think about. Reminds us of a lot of movies, a lot of science fiction. They also interfered with the electronics of the aircraft, but not every pilot experienced that, which is an important point to remember. And the one that was shot down over the Great Lakes, over Lake Huron, this object was like an octagon. And reportedly, this is not my opinion, I'm not stretching for meaning or purpose here, but according to U.S. officials, it was described as octagonal, with, quote, strings hanging off. No discernible payload was attached to that object. Now, the reason that that description of the object is something that I'm really focused on is because it sounds just like the depiction of Jordan Peele's UFO in the movie Nope. His movie about UFOs came out in July of last year, July 22nd, 2022. I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Peele movies. I think he's a really creative filmmaker. I think he's really good at what he does. Um, I don't like all of his stuff, but I did like Nope. And I thought Nope was not only well done, I thought Nope was clever. And I thought Jordan Peele and those that produced this movie and wrote it, I thought that they did a great job of putting a new spin, a different angle on the UFO. In fact, uh, it reminded me when I walked out of the theater, I thought this movie was kind of like uh, the 1970s 
research that was done into UFOs in Utah. And the USDA actually published a report in 1978 about how insect swarms were causing these UFOs to appear and to disappear. Insect swarms were responsible for some of these unidentified flying objects. And uh, the description, we did a whole show on this back in July of last year. So this was just a couple days after the movie came out called Not Your Parents UFO. That is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. In fact, I will re-upload that as a best of so you can just grab it right from the top after this show is up tomorrow. But that movie, nope, with that UFO, if you've seen the movie or if you've just looked up promotional pictures of the movie, that object is more organic. It hides intentionally, consciously, and it has, because of what it was sucking up into it, it has this long string with these streamers or these, these banners or flags hanging off of it from something that it had sucked up into it. So literally, the object that was shot down over the Great Lakes was described like Jordan Peele's UFO in the movie Nope. His movie came out in July, and then July, August, September, October, November, December, January, and then right at the beginning of February, we have an object described like that object in part, and it is shot down over the Great Lakes. This isn't the only weird synchronicity or the weird, the only weird synchromystical thing, though, where you have something happening on the silver screen and then it happening in real life. For example, in 2022, Netflix released a film called White Noise. The movie was about a train carrying toxic chemicals derailing in a small town in Ohio and people having to evacuate because of the chemical spill. But that movie was brought to life, literally, when about 10 days ago, on February 4th, today is Tuesday, February 14th, about 10 days ago, on February 4th, a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in a small town in Ohio. In fact, the same town, East Palestine, Ohio, that they filmed the train crash in for the movie. And it was carrying toxic chemicals and they've had to evacuate residents of that town. Now, that just sounds spooky and bizarre, doesn't it? How about another one? United Airlines had a plane that lost one of its engines or part of its engine back in February, almost a year ago today, back in February of 2021. Some people pointed out that it was coincidental that almost 20 years to the day of this incident, 20 years prior, the movie Donnie Darko was released. And you know what happens with the plane engine in that movie. Likewise, Independence Day released in July of 1996, just a few months later, just like with Nope and the Octagon UFO over the Great Lakes, just a few months later, Independence Day comes out a few months later. Here is the Phoenix Lights, March 13th, 1997. So the question is, are we manifesting these things? Is our perception of UFOs, of traumatic, cataclysmic events, of 
big disasters, of, of small disasters, of anything, is our perception, is our interest, is our energy, is our attention, is our currency, is our, our essence, our awareness manifesting these things in real life. I mean, you have four really good examples there. You have a movie being made about a train wreck in a town where a train wreck actually happens. Basically, it's the movie in real life. You have a movie that comes out about UFOs, this weird string thing hanging off of it, which is kind of the iconic image from Nope. And then you have an object with a string hanging off of it or several strings hanging off of it over the Great Lakes. And then you have an airline that loses an engine almost on the anniversary of Donnie Darko coming out. And then you have Independence Day about UFOs, a big city-sized UFO, and then you have the Phoenix Lights a few months later. This is not coincidental. And I'm not even sure if synchronicity or synchromysticism is the right terminology to apply to this. Just like with Kenneth Arnold, yeah, there were discs, yeah, there were things seen before Kenneth Arnold. There were definitely reports of discs, but most people were reporting in the military and civilians were reporting things like cigar-shaped craft, cylindrical-shaped craft. All of this stuff was reduced to the weather balloon at Roswell, right? And then all these years of mockery, and then the military finally starts to acknowledge, the White House and the Pentagon finally start to acknowledge, yeah, there's UFOs, let's call them UAPs, though. We identified some, we can't identify all of them. And then we start shooting UFOs down within days of a balloon, not a weather balloon, but a spy balloon being shot down off the coast. Suddenly our interest is taken back into UFOs by the very thing, by the balloon that was supposed to shut down any kind of concern or investigation for these kinds of things because, well, the military, they misspoke. It wasn't a flying disc. It was actually just a a weather balloon and some tinfoil and some tape and some wood. But after Kenneth Arnold, he saw those saucers. They said they were flying like a saucer would if you skipped it across the water. Everybody saw flying saucers. And of course, you have the detonation of atomic weapons. And the, the idea with, with the detonation of atomic weapons in the 40s is that, well, perhaps they helped to or they intentionally were used to rip open a hole in space-time, a hole in this and other dimensions and, and, and merge the worlds together. Like, like that TV show Fringe, where these two dimensions were colliding together and one was going to be destroyed. That's what it feels like. The gates and walls of reality are closing in. They seem to be collapsing and we're merging with another reality. It's like we're merging with um, we're merging with the, the, the entertainment that we produce. I mean, obviously, what we call entertainment, movies and music, etc., it's influenced by real-world things. And then real-world things seem to be influenced, not things that we choose to do, but things that are accidents, like a train crash or a plane engine falling off of a, of a jet or UFOs, that if we're not controlling these things and it's not a big con or a big scam, it's mimicking movies. It's mimicking things that we, we produce. We conjure it up. It's spellbinding. We broadcast it like a spell out to the world from Hollywood, the wood of the magician's wand, conjuring up a storm on the silver screen. We create a spellbinding image, a spellbinding presentation. We broadcast it out. We can stream it in our homes. We focus on the ideas, the energy, just, you know, interest, being entertained. It's nothing more than that. And then these things start to manifest in, in the real world. We don't know what these UFOs that have been shot down are. They could be probes. 
could be like Bracewell probes. They could be drones. They could be a little bit of both, a, a probe that's kind of like a drone. We don't know what the purpose is. If it's spying, if it's, uh, you know, release of a weapon, an EMP, it could be anything. It could be a test by our enemies to see how the U.S. or Canada would respond to missiles or to, to an invasion. I highly doubt that. It could be a test by aliens. I don't really discount that, but I don't necessarily think that's what it is. Or, you know, it really honestly, it could just be a stunt by the White House to make make the president look good. He took so long to shoot the balloon down. So maybe we throw some things up in the air. We shoot them down like, you know, we go out and, and shoot the clay discs and then we make the president look good. You know. We make the White House look good. And of course, you know, the, the, the programs at the Pentagon, they're like, oh, we need more money now. We need Congress. Give us more money to fight these UAPs, to investigate these UAPs. And besides that, why are we calling them UFOs? Why are we calling them unidentified objects? Why aren't we calling them UAPs? That's what they told us to call them, right? That's just kind of weird to me. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. TheSecretTeachings.info. Artie Gable at Yahoo.com. More after break. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back them. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the fall 
back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. An unidentified object has been spotted over the skies. A Pentagon report is detailing a dramatic increase in UFO sightings. Many of them are explained as being drones, birds, or weather events, but about half of them remain unexplained. Puzzle in the sky that a lot of people say is still unsolved. The 25th anniversary of the Phoenix Lights, a formation of lights spotted in the night sky by thousands of people here in Arizona and then throughout the Southwest. The U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. This morning, the search is on for the wreckage of an unidentified object the U.S. military shot out of the sky above Alaska. Pentagon and White House officials admitting the order to shoot it down came before they knew much about it, like where it was from or what it was capable of. We do not know who owns it, whether it's state-owned or corporate-owned or privately-owned. We just don't know. One senior official describing it as cylindrical and silverish-gray. Another object spotted by NORAD over Canada. And tonight, uh, NORAD has confirmed that a temporary flight restriction was put in place over Montana tonight after radar detected some sort of anomaly. The U.S. military shot down another unidentified object, this time over Lake Huron. It's the fourth one to have been downed after entering North American airspace in just the past two weeks. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Ronald Reagan was talking about war as an alien threat, but perhaps these recent sightings and engagements with unidentified objects, UFOs, things we're not calling UAPs, could be that potential threat from outside of this world that so many people have referred to as, and erroneously, I might add, Project Bluebeam. This is not a real project. This is not a real thing. Technology probably exists to carry out Project Blue Beam, but it was a thesis. It was an idea. It was a kind of a theory. It's not a real thing. But the idea of a threat or a potential threat, it doesn't actually have to be a threat to unite the world in harmony against a common enemy, could be carried out with these types of events and cases that we've witnessed in the last week. All you'd have to do is have Military shoot down officially a couple of unidentified objects. The Chinese say that they've gone after one of these craft as well in the last week. There are some unconfirmed reports that they've been spotted elsewhere around the world. I mean, things are in our skies every day, all day. If you live near an airport, if you live near an Air Force base, 
things you can't necessarily identify, but you have an idea based on the sounds of the engines, the, the helicopter blades. You know it's military, maybe it's civilian, maybe it's the news, a police chopper, something like that. When we look up in the sky and we see things collectively, when things go viral, and we hear about uh, you know a, a balloon that's being tracked across the United States, it's a spy balloon. People start looking up in the sky more. And they start looking for other balloons because the Chinese have been using these balloons and other countries have been using similar spy techniques for years now. It's not a new thing. This one has just been photographed and videoed before it was shot down. So we we know that this is a real thing. We can see it. We can taste it. We can touch it. We can hear it, etc. So we know that it's there. You know, it, it, it triggers a response from our five senses, we start looking for it elsewhere. And as we're looking for it elsewhere, even though these balloons are a common thing, we just don't hear about them. Then we start hearing about objects that have been tracked by the military and then shot down. For example, February 9th, a UFO detected off the coast of northern Alaska. The next day, February 10th, it was shot down over Dead Horse, Alaska. On February 11th, Saturday, a second UFO was shot down over the Yukon, Canada. That same day, the FAA shut down airspace over Montana, thinking that there was a UFO there. They had an anomaly on the radar, according to NORAD. They said it was a, quote, radar anomaly. And then Super Bowl Sunday, a third UFO was detected over the Great Lakes and shot down over Lake Huron. Airspace over Lake Michigan had been restricted earlier that morning, late Saturday night. I've even heard reports of Michigan itself, like Montana, having some of its airspace shut down. Most of Montana's airspace was shut down because of what they detected. And the military is not calling these things balloons because they're not balloons. And they're also not referring to them as unidentified aerial phenomena. Now, that is intriguing, isn't it? Because they kept telling us for years since 2017 in that big report that came out about how uh, you know, how the the military was, uh, you know, ha- had these incidences, the the the, uh, the Nimitz, of course, and the Tic Tac objects and all that. It was back in like the early 2000s. And then suddenly, you know, the, the acknowledgement and the White House and the Pentagon and, and there's like a new office to investigate UFOs and all, all this stuff happens. And we start hearing about other incidences. There's all these official reports. And then out of out of nowhere, the story kind of kind of fades away a little bit, and then it comes back hard with the balloon. And instead of calling these UFOs UAPs, we start calling them UOs, unidentified objects, or UFOs again. And that's that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because if you follow the the pattern over the last seventy five years. It's cylinders or cylindrical objects, which is how those objects in Canada and Alaska were described. It's cigar-shaped objects. They're silver. There's little tiny balls of light that come out from them, circle them. They merge together. There's Foo Fighters, ghost rockets. There were ghost discs seen in Schweinfurt, Germany back in 1943. They were described similar to how the object over Southern California was described in 1942 which was just hours after the Japanese had attacked an oil refinery on the coast of the United off the coast of the United States. And that was just weeks after the Japanese had attacked Pearl Harbor. So perhaps the fear of invasion 
and also perhaps the fear of death and the stress of war in the case of that Schweinfurt Germany report caused people to see things that maybe weren't there or maybe were there, maybe they manifest, or maybe because our attention is turned to the skies, we're looking for enemy aircraft, we're looking for an invasion to take place, we start seeing these things. We, we, we start witnessing these things, and we shoot at them. Uh, in 1943, a plane collided with these discs, and it just went right through them. They, they were ethereal. They were not physical as, as, we, as we perceive. And then Kenneth Arnold, and even before Kenneth Arnold, Maury Island in Washington State, Kenneth Arnold then has his sighting. He says they look like discs or saucers skipping across water. The news picks it up and runs with it. Then a few days later, it's the Roswell report, and the U.S. Army Air Force has recovered a flying saucer, a flying disc. And then that's actually a weather balloon, they said. And now the weather balloon or the balloon or the spy balloon has taken us back to UFOs. We've just gone in a big old circle, it feels like. According to the U.S. Air Force general overseeing North American airspace, General Glenn Van Herk, he said, at this point, we continue to assess every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America with an attempt to identify it. He is not ruling out as head of U.S. North American Aerospace Defense Command and Northern Command. He is not uh, ruling out, and neither is the U.S. military in general, U.S. intelligence experts in general, according to Reuters, quote, aliens. Maybe they want you to think aliens. Maybe it's, it's not aliens. In fact, it probably isn't aliens. But what it, what it might be is a manifestation of our own will or desire to believe. In the first hour tonight, I talked about a Netflix film called White Noise, about a train carrying toxic chemicals derailing in a small Ohio town. They filmed a scene where the train crashes of that movie in a place called East Palestine, Ohio. And then a few months later, after the movie comes out in August of last year, August 31st, I believe it was, February 4th, just a few weeks ago, a train carrying toxic chemicals actually derailed in the very town they filmed that crash in, in Ohio. It's almost as if the movie manifested the event. Back in February of 2021, almost a year to this date, it'll be a year next week, United Airlines had a flight that lost an engine and it crashed into a neighborhood in Colorado. And that occurred almost 20 years to the date of the release of Donnie Darko on January 19th of 2001. You know what happens in that movie, right? With the engine crashing into the bedroom and the rabbit. The movie Independence Day, released July 3rd, 1996, also showed us this giant city-sized UFO that then apparently manifested in Phoenix a few months later in March the 13th, 1997, we call that the Phoenix Lights. Tracked over multiple states. And then, of course, with these UFOs in Alaska and Canada and over Lake Huron, the one over Lake Huron, as opposed to the cylindrical silver shape of the ones over Alaska and Canada that interfered with the electronics of the fighter jets that didn't seem to have a discernible propulsion system, the, the, the one over Lake Huron had strings hanging off of it, according to reports. Quote, strings hanging off. 
for those of you who have seen the movie Nope or have seen the trailer or seen the promotional images for the movie Nope by Jordan Peele, which is a unique take on UFOs, kind of reminds you of the 1970s insect swarm investigation in Utah where a lot of UFOs were actually shown to be insects. They, they address this in the X-Files as well. The UFO in Jordan Peele's movie also has these strings and banners hanging off of it. That movie came out July 22nd last year. The Lake Huron UFO was shot down this weekend, 2023, February 11th. So that all has to mean something. It's like we're manifesting these things. We're bringing them into existence. Sometimes they appear as cylindrical. Sometimes they appear as diamond-shaped. Sometimes they appear as octagons. Sometimes they appear as cigar cylindrical objects that have these smaller objects that detach from them ghost rockets which are kind of cylindrical shape they're you know the rockets uh foo fighters uh, almost like ghosts some of them you know we fired at the object over southern california didn't hit it a plane struck discs in schweinfurt germany didn't do any damage to the plane or the discs they were like ghosts in fact, this morning it was reported that a missile which was fired at an aerial object over Lake Huron missed the object initially, and then they had to fire another one to shoot it down. The first U.S. missile fired at an unidentified aerial object, according to the Associated Press, over Lake Huron missed the target and landed harmlessly in the water before a second one successfully hit, according to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The acknowledgement by General Mark Milley of the errant missile comes amid questions about whether the recent shootdown of aerial objects that the military officials say uh, don't pose a threat is creating unnecessary risk. So they fired this first missile. There's no reporting here by the Associated Press how this missile missed. I mean, if, if we're supposed to believe that there's an object floating there that has strings hanging off of it. They describe it almost like an air, an octagon. Uh, the other one's like an airship. I mean, they're not really that maneuverable. They don't really have a you know a, a huge propulsion system. It's not like it's not a rocket or a spaceship or a fighter jet. And they're just moving there, floating there, 20, 30, 40,000 feet. But they're evading radar. They're interfering with the electronics of the planes. Like this is not just a piece of paper floating in the air. For people that suggest that, that's a, that's a real big insult to the professionals, the pilots that go up there and try to figure out what it is. They know what they're looking at. We can't always trust the military, but if a pilot tells me whether they're an airline pilot, a commercial pilot, or they're a, or a, a fighter jet pilot, if a pilot tells me, hey, this thing had no propulsion system, it outmaneuvered us. I mean, think of the Tic Tacs. You know, the 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 data and, and the radar data was erased from the ship's database. You know, it messed with our electronics. You know, our our, our in, in some cases, if you go back far enough into the military records, some of these objects collided with planes and then they both just disappeared. No explosion. It's almost like they went into a portal or they phase shift into another dimension. There's so many different examples of, of this in different designs, cylindrical, diamond shapes, triangular shapes, boomerang shapes like the Phoenix Lights, which is almost triangular. It's a boomerang shape. You know, the, the octagon, 
that they just shot down that looks kind of like it was described as Jordan Peele's Nope UFO. There's a lot of different types of UFOs and a lot of different types of um, unidentified aerial phenomena. And they're not all ships. They, I mean, they, they might be organic living things. And I'm not just thinking of Jordan Peele's movie. I'm also thinking of the 1970s, you know, insect swarm investigation by the USDA, where they found that a lot of UFOs were actually insect swarms passing through electrical fields. They, dis- they disappear from radar. They cause the electrical interference. You hear a humming, buzzing sound. Otherwise, there's no, there's no sound. These are massive insect swarms, by the way. They're attracted to light, cars, houses. There's so many different ways to break this down. My question is, with the missile that missed the the object with the strings hanging off of it was you know I, I assume I'm not a fighter pilot but I, I, I'm assuming that they locked onto this thing it's not moving quickly it, it wasn't moving like a tic tac so if they fired a missile at it and the missile missed did the object move did the pilot just make a mistake and accidentally press the the button these are things that I think about this is why I do the secret teachings. These are questions I'm proposing to you to think about. Obviously, it's I'm rhetorically asking you this. I don't have the answers. The military isn't going to give us the answers anytime soon, but they're questions to think about, things to think about. Did the object move out of the way? Did the missile, this is what interests me, did the missile go toward that object, strike the object, and then just pass through it? Just like the Battle of LA in 1942, just like those discs in Schweinfurt, Germany. If so, we're dealing with the same thing then. We're dealing with the same type of ethereal thing that manifests in ways that we collectively, consciously or subconsciously imagine. But it's not just balloons. It's not just octagons or cylindrical ships. February 9th, Just this past week, the same day that the UFO over Alaska was first detected before it was shot down the next day, there's a report from Science Alert confirming a story from January 28th. Above the islands of Hawaii, green lasers were seen piercing the night sky, tracing a path toward the horizon like a stutter in the Matrix's code. The scene was caught on camera from a telescope atop Hawaii's tallest peak. You can actually watch the footage of this. Experts at the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan, NAOJ, which co-owns the camera, announced on Twitter that the green light probably came from a radar device on an orbiting satellite known as ICES-AT-2. It's owned by NASA. But on February 6th, a few days later, the NAOJ updated their footage of the laser beam, saying that based on the trajectory, it was unlikely to be NASA after all. They go on to suggest that it might have been China's satellite, China's DAQI-1, which was launched last April, similar to NASA's ICES, an atmospheric environment monitoring satellite. So you have these weird matrix-like green lines that come down over Hawaii. That story has gotten very little attention because of all the UFOs that are that are flying around and being shot down. And then another story that brings our attention 
and keeps our attention on the skies is that during the Super Bowl, while we're kind of celebrating the Super Bowl Sunday night, doing our rituals, in Europe, which is named after the goddess Europa, a bright flash of light streaked across the skies in Western Europe as an asteroid discovered literally hours earlier made an impact in Earth's atmosphere. The asteroid, dubbed SAR-2667, detected February 12th, which was just that, that, uh, that day, earlier that day, by an astronomer in Hungary, struck the Earth's atmosphere and made impact. Space.com reported that the object was found using a two-foot telescope, very small telescope. Just before 3 a.m., a very bright ending flash of the meteor was detected, confirming that the small asteroid, now they're calling it 2023 CX-1, had entered Earth's atmosphere, according to the International Meteor Organization. It hit, uh, hit near uh, the capital of France's Normandy region. So an asteroid blows up in the sky, strikes Western Europe, at the end of the Super Bowl, we're talking about the sky goddess Nut, we're talking about Rihanna, the apex of the pyramid, or the apex of the ziggurat, or the I Ching, hexagram 23, hexagram 4, and the revelation, the child, the apocalypse. That's what these I Ching hexagrams and the, the, uh, the one of the trigram, that's what they represent. That's what they symbolize. The apocalypse, the in times, the resetting of everything. In fact, hexagram 23, which is like a bigger version of the of the gin, of the gon, uh, one of the, the, the trigrams, one of the eight trigrams, is a symbol that symbolizes the splitting apart, the breaking apart, the hall of mirrors that is reality. It's kind of like the idea that the, gate, the gates of reality are closing, the, the, the walls of reality are collapsing. And our reality is merging with other realities and everything is being reset, reorganized, rebuilt on the ashes of the old, rising forth, we hope, this new world will from the ashes of the, the old world. That's the, what these I Ching symbols represent. We saw that at the halftime of the Super Bowl. While that's happening, Europa, the goddess, is being assaulted from the sky by an asteroid that was literally just detected and then, boom, blows up. You've got green lights over Hawaii. Perhaps a lot of this stuff is because we're just so focused on the sky because of the balloon. Now I've got some news clips for you. I want to play those news clips so you can hear them for yourself. And then I want to go through, I printed out an article. Every time I heard a new update, I want to go through some of these articles to read you the, the headlines because I'm sure some of this changed. I'm sure some of this was edited. Uh, this was in real time. I printed these out as the events in Alaska, Canada, etc. were going down over the weekend and before the weekend. So I want to read through some of that for you. Here is CNN reporting on the UFOs. Now, take note, it's not in this audio, but if you watched CNN, Clyde called me and said, you, you got you to gotta turn on the news and watch what's happening. And I said, I don't even have a TV, but I'll try to find it on. I mean, I have a TV. I don't have a, I don't have a you know, TV in the sense like cable. I turned. I got online. I turned on, um, you know, CNN through one of their free streams, and we both noticed that what 
it's really weird. What they were doing was like the reporters or the talking heads of the CIA agents, whatever you want to call them, they kept like every single segment, every single uh, bit or piece they did, even if it was political, they were asking the guest about the UFOs or they were cutting from live reports to UFO breaking news. And some of the, the hosts were saying, this is eerie. This makes me uncomfortable. This is strange. This is weird. And it's like there's UFOs, UAPs, whatever you want to call them all the time. Usually you people laugh at them because that's what your script says to do. So you get your six figure paycheck. But now you're telling the public, be worried. This is concerning. This is bizarre. I mean, they were asking guests and cutting to UFO coverage like it was Donald Trump, you know, where, you know, no matter what the story is, how do you feel about Donald Trump? Donald Trump's a bad guy, right? Donald Trump, you tell us how Donald Trump's a racist or how they always go to climate change. Like, well, that's that's nice to, to learn about the trajectory of the hurricane and who, who might have to prepare. But tell us how this hurricane's caused by climate change. They treated the UFOs like Donald Trump or like climate change. Just keep going back to them. It's really weird. It's so weird that they're they're almost telling the truth. It feels like. But then there's this weird feeling also that they're just reading a script of like every standard UFO encounter. They're mixing it all together. Cylindrical, silver, octagon, strings hanging off of them. You know, they they appear and disappear on radar. They interfere with electronics, the, the, the planes, no propulsion system. It's like they just watched the X-Files and then just wrote down what you heard in the X-Files. Or, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but... It's just like any UFO story, any UFO report uh, that you read. It's the same kind of a thing. So you, you can easily make this stuff up, and it sounds real. You just take what's already been reported. So here's CNN reporting on these UFOs. The U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable, uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. The U.S. defense officials sent F-35. So that's the report. They sent F-35s, no discernible propulsion system. She kind of chuckles at that in disbelief almost. Some of the pilots said that it interfered with the plane's mechanics. Now, either they're telling the truth, in a sense, or they're just scripting these reports based on all of the classic UFO cases that anybody can find in a book, anybody can find online. They're, they're either just rehashing and, and describing these, these objects to convince you that they're real, or they really are real, and this is the acknowledgement by the media and by government that they have no idea what they are. They could be aliens, etc., which is a line that they've been using since 2017 with the ATIP program where they've been saying, well, they, they might be aliens. We're not ruling aliens out. Kind of calmly suggesting that we don't think that they're aliens necessarily, but they could be. Now, is that because, and this is the question, is that because they are trying to disclose that information to us? Or is it because they really don't know and they're trying to be objective? Or is there something else afoot here? 
This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's a lot more after this. If you're enjoying tonight's show, grab a copy of my book, The Technological Elixir. I think you'd really enjoy that book at thesecretteachings.info. And don't go anywhere. We have another segment coming up after this. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. It's An unidentified object has been spotted over the skies. A Pentagon report is detailing a dramatic increase in UFO sightings. Many of them are explained as being drones, birds, or weather events, but about half of them remain unexplained. Puzzle in the sky that a lot of people say is still unsolved. The 25th anniversary of the Phoenix Lights, a formation of lights spotted in the night sky by thousands of people here in Arizona and then throughout the Southwest. The U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. This morning, the search is on for the wreckage of an unidentified object the U.S. military shot out of the sky above a 
Alaska. Pentagon and White House officials admitting the order to shoot it down came before they knew much about it, like where it was from or what it was capable of. We do not know who owns it, whether it's state-owned or corporate-owned or privately-owned. We just don't know. One senior official describing it as cylindrical and silverish-gray. Another object spotted by NORAD over Canada. And tonight, uh, NORAD has confirmed that a temporary flight restriction was put in place over Montana tonight after radar detected some sort of anomaly. The U.S. military shot down another unidentified object, this time over Lake Huron. It's the fourth one to have been downed after entering North American airspace in just the past two weeks. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And perhaps that alien threat is already amongst us. China reportedly detected a UFO in their airspace just days after the U.S. shot down their spy balloon. Maybe this is true, maybe it's not. February 12th, China was getting ready to take down a UFO spotted over the water near the port city of Qingdao, according to local media. An employee at the Marine Development Authority in East China's Shandong province announced on Sunday that they had spotted it flying in waters near the coastal city of Rizhao. They're preparing to bring the object down as of the 12th, and there is another report that they scrambled jets to shoot this thing out of the sky. Now, can we believe that story out of China? Probably not. But if it's true, and if China honestly shot down a UFO, if China honestly is reporting this, then we have a much bigger problem. Because it means that this probably isn't Chinese. For some reason, they've yet to blame it on the Russians, which they blame everything on the Russians. Gas prices, elections not going the way they want. But not UFOs that are literally like next door, like Sarah Palin in my backyard. I can see Moscow next door to Russia. Look at a map and re, you know remember and recognize how close Alaska is to Russia. Not very far. But we don't blame that on the Russians. So if the Chinese are telling the truth, which you can't trust, the not the Chinese, but the Communist Party of China. You can't even trust our own media here in the United States. It doesn't mean Americans are bad. But if the Chinese government, Chinese state media, if they're telling the truth, we've got a much bigger problem here. we got a really big problem. A really scary situation could be unfolding. Now, maybe it is China. Maybe it's another country that we wouldn't imagine. Maybe these are drones or probes used by those countries, or maybe they're being used by aliens. Probably don't really need probes or drones, though, because we've got these kinds of reports going back 75 years officially, but way more than that in the historical record. So maybe it's all just to make the White House look good. Joe Biden received a lot of criticism for not shooting down that spy balloon earlier, probably because there was an agreement, let us get these photos and these videos, and then you can shoot it down. You can look like the hero after the fact. And of course, morons with like three brain cells functioning at at any given time, they say, oh yeah, Joe Biden, he did a great job. He shot it down over the water. He's trying to save civilians. 
you know, no, no, no discussion on whether or not maybe they were getting information to to launch, you know, a, a, a raid on mainland United States. They were going to bomb cities or military bases or whatever. That could have killed a lot more people. But you know, they, they can't triangulate. I'm going to get upset about this. They can't triangulate where the where the balloon would have landed, but they're triangulating the green lasers in Hawaii. They're triangulating where the where the, uh, the the balloon landed in the ocean when they shot it down. They're triangulating where the UFO wreckage is and wreckages in Canada and Alaska and over the, you know, the Great Lakes. They can triangulate all that, but they couldn't triangulate where the balloon would land if they shot it down in Montana. So maybe this is about making the White House look good. I mean, maybe they didn't shoot anything down. But if they did shoot something down, maybe it was ours. Maybe it wasn't the Chinese. Maybe just to make the government look good. Maybe it's part of a, part of a plan to just get more money to the intelligence agencies to, to monitor and to watch for these things. It's just an opportunity, right? We, we missed the spy balloon, so if we shoot these things down or we just tell people we shot them down, then we can get more money. And we can, quote, investigate these things. And the president, may, you know, they, they, the president looks good, too. What really concerns me is if the Chinese are telling the truth, or even if they're lying, if these objects really are able to interfere with the electronics of the planes, the warplanes, the fighter jets, if they are able to evade radar, if they're able to hide in a way to evade radar that indicates consciousness, that uh, they're unmanned reportedly, call them drones, call them probes, call them whatever. Maybe they're conscious. Maybe these are organic life forms, you know, and maybe the strings hanging off of the octagon UFO over the Great Lakes, maybe that object is more like a, a octopus or a squid type thing. We, we don't know what they are, but if you go and read Grudge Report 13, which is on the History Channel website, Grudge Report 13 tells the story of an unidentified flying object, or I guess it was identified in that moment. Uh, it was called a, um, a flying saucer. It was described like a flying disc. But uh, Grudge Report 13, this took place out in White Sands, New Mexico. And it is an object that has a kind of like a serpentine arm that comes down and grabs one of these soldiers. Um, in fact, I, I, let me read you what the History Channel website says. Uh, it's it's the, the 1956 in March. It's an Air Force Sergeant Jonathan Lovett assisting Major William Cunningham at the White Sands missile testing grounds near Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. They were searching for debris of a recent rocket test. Cunningham was shocked when he heard a loud scream. He thought maybe Lovett was bitten by a snake or something like that. So he rushes to find him. If you've ever been to White Sands, you know that it's, you know, it's kind of hard to run in the sands and you can get kind of lost pretty easily if, if you're if you're out there, uh, it just kind of blends together. It's all white. Uh, if you've not been there, look up White Sands. It's a really beautiful place. And if you've never been there, you should definitely try to get there at some time, at some point. Uh, really great little kind of vacation spot. There's a camp site up the road. You can camp on the mountain. It's a nice little getaway. But anyway, Cunningham, he he, he thought he was going to find uh, uh, Lovett, the Air Force uh, sergeant, nursing a snake bite. But instead, 
here's what he sees. And this is a report from history.com. This is official military report, Grudge Report 13. Instead of finding Lovett nursing a snake bite, Cunningham, according to English, recounted seeing the soldier being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around his legs connected to a silver disc hovering in the air 15 to 20 feet away. In other words, here we have a flying disc, an unidentified object with an arm, at least one serpentine arm dangling off of it, grabbing this guy, kind of like the, you know, something from War of the Worlds or something from some kind of, you know, Lovecraftian horror story. And that's kind of what we get with the Lake Huron UFO with the strings hanging off of it. They called them strings. We don't know what they are. Maybe they were arms. Maybe it's an organic life form. Maybe it's like Jordan Peele's UFO in Nope, which also had the string tapestry uh, flags, whatever it was, like a rope with these banners attached to it hanging off of it. I mean, it could have been manifest from a movie like Nope. It could have been something that is a real organic, uh, you know, animal, a creature. Um, it could have been something that we crafted out of our collective unconscious and, and it manifested in the physical world. But it sounds like Nope. And it sounds like this flying disc with the arms coming out of it uh, at White Sands, New Mexico, 1956. Uh, these stories all add up and they're all very eerily similar. It's, it's creepy. It's really, really creepy. So I have in front of me now a stack of reports from ABC News, from Reuters, Daily Mail, Associated Press, etc. That I'm going to just, I'm going to, I, I highlighted these. I want to skim through them. I could talk about this all night. But as this was unfolding at the end of last week, I was watching it unfold. I was listening to it unfold. Uh, Clyde had called me. We were talking about this all weekend. And then, of course, we we had the Super Bowl coming up. And we were thinking, this is going to take precedent over the Super Bowl. We're going to have to talk about this Monday instead of the Super Bowl. Uh, decided to save it for Tuesday. So I was printing these articles out in real time. Like they, These articles would post. I'd find really critical information reported. I'd print it out because I wanted to have physical copies. I didn't want the headline or the news article to change. I wanted these reports because I didn't know if these stories would be kept up. Like when it was reported that these objects were, for example, cylindrical and silver, no propulsion system. I got an ABC News article reported reporting 2.25 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, February 11th. U.S. shoots down unknown high altitude object over Alaska, White House says. I didn't know if they were going to keep with that story or like the Roswell incident, they were going to change it to a weather balloon especially because of this Chinese spy balloon. I think that's what Chuck Schumer said. Chuck Schumer said, oh, they're all balloons. Yeah, they're balloons that are cylindrical, silver, and that interfere with the electronics of a, of a fighter jet and that have no propulsion system and that can evade radar and apparently can evade missiles being shot at them. You know, I don't know if you've seen it, but the Chinese state media put out this piece of propaganda about a fighter jet. I think it was like an F-22 or maybe it was an F-35 chasing uh, the Chinese balloon and uh, they show it it blew up because the balloon was evading the, the missiles and then the stupid American or whoever was flying it crashed into the balloon and the Chinese, you know, were, were just mocking and making fun of the West. So may, maybe the balloons move like that. I don't know. But I don't think these were balloons. These sound awfully similar to what has been reported since at least 
the early 1940s. So here's the first story. February 11th, ABC News. Recovery operations to retrieve a high-altitude object shot down over the waters of Alaska. This comes days after the U.S. shot down a Chinese surveillance balloon last Saturday. This object, according to John Kirby, was the size of a small car. And it was flying at 40,000 feet over the coast of Alaska. ABC News Chief Global Affairs Correspondent Martha Radatz first reported that when fighters were scrambled, the pilots did visuals, got images, and said there was no sign the object had propulsion. I listened to a report from the Defense Minister of Canada, and she said that we didn't have time to investigate what these things were. We just wanted it shot down. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. Canada and the United States watch this spy balloon that we know is Chinese. We know these things happen on occasion. They're not new, new things that are happening. But we watch it just over military bases, sensitive installations, civilian areas, and et cetera. And we're just like, oh, we'll wait till it gets out to sea, wait till they get their job done, and then we blow it up. But in the case of these craft, and maybe this is to make the White House, maybe this is to make uh, you know the Canadian government, maybe this is just to make everybody look good. They're like, we did visuals, we got images, no sign of object propulsion. The object had any propulsion system. We just decided to shoot it down, get rid of it fast, shoot it down, shoot it down, shoot it. We didn't even take time to, that one clip I played in the montage, they said we didn't have time to investigate what it was. We just shot it down immediately. I mean, do you remember that um, that scene in Independence Day? Right at toward the beginning when the ships were appearing over the cities and there was a news report that said, don't, you know, uh, the, like authorities are asking people to not shoot your firearms at the, the craft, you know, because this could spark an international or international and intergalactic war. And we don't want to do that. So, I mean, if there's a possibility that they are aliens, you just go immediately hot. You immediately shoot them down. That doesn't make any sense coming from a defense minister, coming from the military. I mean, you you do what ABC News originally reported, that global chief global affairs correspondent Martha Radatz said the fighters were scrambled, the pilots did visuals, they got images, and then they said there was no propulsion system they described the objects as quote cylindrical and silverish gray and that they seem to be floating according to a u.s official they were not balloon-like so that's the initial report and then later the defense minister of canada and then other news outlets come out and they're like well the pilots just shot them down immediately we had to get rid of these things we we didn't know what they were so we shot them down i mean that it doesn't really make a lot of sense you knew what the Chinese balloon was. You knew it was hostile. You should have shot that thing down immediately. Oh, we don't want to spark tensions with the Chinese. Well, they're the ones sending the spy balloon. It's just like the people that say, well, if I ever get mugged, I'll just let them mug me. If I ever get raped, I'll just let them rape me. If, I, if, I, if, if someone ever tries to burglarize my home, I'll just let them burglarize my home. I don't, want to, I don't want to cause conflict. It's like, no, they're mugging you. They're raping you. They're burglarizing your home. They're offending you. You have a right to defend yourself. But then when it comes to potentially sparking an international and intergalactic war, intergalactic war, we don't care. We'll just shoot them down, blow them up. Who cares? That doesn't make any sense. But this is what ABC News reported. You usually get the 
the most accurate information initially before they start tampering with it uh, and start, uh, you know, changing the, the narrative, not with new information, but just because that it doesn't fit into some preconceived notion of what's acceptable. So, you know, no propulsion, cylindrical, silver gray, floating, and uh, it's been, it was tracked uh, reportedly over or near a military base in Alaska. I mean, this is this is like, you know, Cold War stuff which is, you know, we saw a lot of UFOs. Then they even deactivated, you know, nuclear missiles or activated them in some cases. This happened in, this happened in the UK, Rendlesham Forest. This happened in uh, the Soviet Union. This happened in the United States. This happened in Montana. I have a whole list of all those incidences in my book, The Technological Elixir, which is available at thesecretteachings.info. So the object was traveling northeasterly across Alaska. Two F-35s were sent up to identify it. Two F-22s from Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson tracked the object, and then one of them on Friday fired an AIM-9X Sidewinder missile near the location of Dead Horse, Alaska, and blew the thing out of the sky. So that's the Alaska report. And then a little bit later, about an hour later, there's another report from ABC News. What we know about the object shot down over Alaska... U.S. military pilots sent up to examine the object gave conflicting accounts of what they saw. Some pilots said the object interfered with their sensors on the planes. Not all pilots experienced this, however. So those are two really critical stories that tells us they're cylindrical and silver, they're floating, no propulsion, and they interfered with sensors on the planes. Same day, around the same time, this next ABC News article, didn't realize how many ABC News stories I had, uh, this was around the same time that the other one was published. High-altitude object shot down over northern Canada. A high-altitude ob uh, object tracked over northern Canada has been shot down over the Yukon. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he ordered the takedown of an unidentified object that violated Canadian airspace. Cana uh, Canadian and U.S. aircraft, he tweeted, Trudeau did, were scrambled and F-22 successfully fired at the object. This is over Canada now. This isn't over Alaska. Canadian forces went in to recover and analyze the wreckage. It took them a while because of the snowy and the icy conditions. The, uh, the aircraft was, was tracked, a high-altitude object over northern Canada, and then they chose to shoot this thing down. Some of the details of these, these objects, uh, 40,000 feet deemed a safety Threat to civilian aircraft, unknown origin or ownership, cylindrical and silver gray, roughly the size of a car. That's how both the Alaska and the Canadian objects were described. Here is Reuters on the 12th of February. U.S. shoots down unidentified cylindrical object over Canada. This is a confirmation that this object was also cylindrical. U.S. F-22 fighter jet shot down an unidentified cylindrical object, a UCO, I guess, UCO, over Canada. The aircraft did not identify any object to correlate the radar hits when planes were sent up to find the same kind of uh, anomaly in Montana. So the fighter jet shoots down the cylindrical object in Canada. Then the U.S. military scrambles fighter jets in Montana to investigate a radar anomaly. According to NORAD, those planes didn't find anything. They did shut down airspace as a result of that. And this is actually a press release from NORAD here because they 
got the press release. They didn't just shut down airspace in Montana. They shut it down in over Lake Michigan as well. Statement from NORAD and U.S. Northern Command February 12th. With the cooperation of the Federal Aviation Administration, North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, implemented a temporary flight restriction airspace over Lake Michigan at approximately 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on February 12, 2023, to ensure the safety of air traffic in the area during NORAD operations. They did lift the flight restriction very soon after that. So this was over Montana and Michigan. But they did find that object over Michigan, a mystery object. This object, according to the Associated Press, which was shot down Sunday, unidentified object downed over Lake Huron, the third this week. This object was described more like an airship, and it was described as being octagonal. And then, as I reported earlier tonight, this object, which was octagonal, this is Yahoo News February 13th, one of the more recent reports, this object described as octagonal had strings hanging off of it. Strings hanging off of it. Now, I don't know about you, but that's really, really eerie. That's really, really creepy for a lot of reasons. Largely because it reminds us of Jordan Peele's movie Nope. And that synchronicity, that synchromysticism, along with the train crash in Ohio and how that mimics the movie in 2022 called White Noise. They even shot the train crash scene in that town where the actual train wreck happened just a few days ago. There's something more to this. And there's there's something almost, it, it feels as if the, the very walls, the very foundation, the very gates, the very windows, if you will, of reality are closing in. And what we're experiencing is like this pressure or this interaction with another dimension, with like other timelines. Uh, it, it feels like we're manifesting these things. We're bringing them into existence, into reality. Uh, the, I mean, it is, you know, the movie White Noise, train carrying toxic chemicals, 2022 in August, and then a few months later, an actual train carrying toxic chemicals actually crashed in East Palestine, Ohio, and there was an evacuation just like in the movie, which partly was shot in East Palestine, Ohio. February 20th, 2021, a United Airlines flight lost an engine that crashed into a Colorado neighborhood almost 20 years to the day of Donnie Darko being released in 2001. Independence Day, July 3rd, 1996, seemed to predict a city-sized UFO, which then actually manifested. It feels like, it seems like, it was tracked over multiple states. A boomerang triangular object over Phoenix, March 13th, 1997. It was not flares. And now a UFO being shot down over Dead Horse, Alaska, Yukon, Canada, over Lake Huron, and another detected in Montana. One of them had strings hanging off of it, just like Jordan Peele's movie Nope, released July 22nd, 2022. That Great Lakes UFO with the strings was taken down. It's an octagon. February 11th, 2023. Although the reports of flying discs or disc-like or saucer-like craft before 1947, Murray Island and Kenneth Arnold's report a couple days later about what he saw near Mount Rainier 
saucers that skipped across the water became the pop culture meme, the idea, the narrative. Everything was a flying disc. Everything was a flying saucer. That's what they reported at Roswell initially. U.S. Army Air Force captures flying saucer. And then they say, no, it was actually a balloon. And this was just days after the Arnold incident and Murray Island, which he later investigated. And it's, it's almost like now the, the, the spy balloon brings our attention back to UFOs. But instead of calling them UAPs, like we've been told for the last six years, they're actually unidentified objects, unidentified octagonal objects, unidentified uh, cylindrical objects. It's taking us back into UFO history, into UFO mythology, into UFO lore, where the balloon is used to distract from what they said was a flying disc. Maybe that is to see how the public would react, just like the 19 was the 1938 War of the Worlds broadcast. I put a clip of that in our montage tonight. And now they're telling us it's a balloon. No, actually, it's a bunch of UFOs that, we, that we've been shooting down. Roswell debris were called a weather balloon. And then 75 plus years later, a spy balloon is shot down off the coast of South Carolina. And that renews our interest in the sky, which has resulted in numerous UFOs being detected and shot down. They're always there, whatever they are. But the question is, is our perception of these things manifesting them? Why are we calling them UFOs again and not UAPs? Why are we not blaming them on Russia? We blame everything on Russia. Are the Chinese telling the truth? Did they actually shoot one down too if they did? This is big. Are they probes or drones from another race, another species, aliens, call them whatever? Or are they just stunts to make the president look good? Here's a report from PBS News, another news clip I promised I'd play you. There are reports that this afternoon the U.S. military shot down another unidentified object, this time over Lake Huron. It's the fourth one to have been downed after entering North American airspace in just the past two weeks. Meanwhile, in the wilds of Yukon, Canadian recovery teams are searching for the wreckage of the unidentified object that was shot down yesterday. And the U.S. military is still combing Alaskan waters for debris from Friday's shootdown. So far, there are few details about any of these aerial objects. U.S. and Canadian leaders have offered varied descriptions. We have no further details about the object at this time, other than it appears to be a small cylindrical object. Until they get that comprehensive analysis, however, we have to look at each balloon individually. Were these balloons? What- yeah, yeah, they're just balloons. They're just balloons, but they're cylindrical, silver, with strings hanging off of them, evading radar. And in fact, the one over Lake Huron, they haven't said it evaded the missile, but it's almost like the missile passed through it. Just like 1942 and 1943 in Schweinfurt, Germany, the plane that passed through the discs, or the object over at Los Angeles, which was fired at, and all that debris, all that uh, shrapnel rained down on L.A., hurting people and damaging property. So what are these things that we're seeing in the sky now that are being shot down? I don't know if officials in the government or the military or media know. They might be just reading the standard UFO script, like people who say they're abducted by aliens. Anybody can just read a story and say that. We don't really know for sure. Perhaps it's just the next collective hysterical reaction, a hysterical response to something that's harmless and otherwise misunderstood. It's the hysterical and dramatic way that we reacted to a virus or we reacted to some bad storms. It's a pandemic of galactic proportions. It's climate change of galactic proportions. We need to do dramatic things to save ourselves. Maybe this is a similar reaction. 
Maybe these are just things that have always been up there in the sky. They're drones, surveillance, blimps, you know, planes, balloons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, maybe they're for atmospheric testing. They could be the militaries. Who knows? And they're just reacting like this and shooting them down because that's what's demanded in the moment. That's the hysterical reaction that's demanded. And we get excited about UFOs. I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I think. Those are my thoughts. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for listening. rdgable at yahoo.com if you'd like to reach us or tstradio at protonmail.com. Please subscribe to The Secret Teachings info archive. You get access to the shows, the montages, and my digital books. And please buy a copy of one of those books separately. In both cases, you support the show and keep us on air. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed. And as always, we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Thank you.